0: Life as we know it, with Tom Walton.
1: Very soon, college students across America will return to their campuses after the holiday break. And once again, millions of parents and grandparents will say a silent prayer that their kids will stay safe. It's natural to worry when news reports tell us about another campus tragedy related to the overconsumption of alcohol. First, let us not be so naive as to suggest that college students and drinking is a relatively new phenomenon. Beer and hard liquor have been the beverages of choice for generations of college students. But there definitely has been an uptick in deaths related to fraternity hazing of new members, hazing that involves consuming obscenely excessive and even life-threatening amounts of booze. You need look no further than Bowling Green State University, where a young man named Stone Fultz died last spring after he drank heavily at a fraternity event then died of acute alcohol poisoning. The fraternity was subsequently suspended. Bowling Green is hardly unique. Cornell University suspended all Greek organizations' events for a semester when an 18-year-old freshman died after a fraternity event at which alcohol was served. San Diego State University suspended 14 fraternities after the alcohol-related death of a new member, called a pledge. For decades, hazing deaths on campuses averaged about one a year. Now we're up to about five a year. This includes students who died of physical hazing and alcohol-related incidents, as well as bystanders who died as a result of dangerous fraternity behavior. Just how dangerous that behavior can become was evident last month when a 20-year-old college junior and fraternity member at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, died after participating in a fraternity-sponsored boxing match against a member of another fraternity. This Fight Night event is held annually, apparently with the university's knowledge. I'm guessing there will be no more of them going forward. Why do these tragedies keep happening? Experts say that alumni have impeded efforts to make fraternity safer, including banning alcohol from the houses. Many universities are also reluctant to crack down further for fear of losing donations of fraternity alumni and becoming less desirable to applicants looking for a social experience in college. All I can say is the experts never ask me. I was a fraternity member at Bowling Green a long time ago, and yeah, there was drinking, but it was not nearly as pervasive and ritualistic as it is on college campuses now. It might be heresy for an old frat guy like me to say it, but I would be fine with tighter regulation of Greek-related events, including permanent suspension of fraternities whose abuse of the rules leads to death. It may one day even become necessary to ban Greek organizations completely. Alfred University in New York has already done so. The Alfred Board of Trustees kicked fraternities out after the hazing-related death of a student in 2002. It's true that most fraternities and sororities on American college campuses do wonderful things for their schools and communities, and the charities they support are the better for it. But does the upside justify the tragedy of lives lost? Hardly.
0: Life as We Know It is written and hosted by Tom Walton and is a production of WGTE Public Media.